0: Everyone, and welcome to Early Childhood Chatter with Dr. Dr. Heald. We will upload a new episode every other week on Wednesdays.
1: Twice a month, we will come to you with a 10 minute professional development that you can quickly listen to for new ideas to try. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for notifications about future episodes.
0: Today, we have with us someone that has presented for us many times. She is a retired preschool and kindergarten owner, teacher, director, and author. Anita has a BS in Early Childhood Education and an MED in Gifted Education. She has been involved in presenting workshops to early childhood professionals for over 40 years. Anita, thank you so much for being here. We're thrilled to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm excited about it.
1: Anita, we are very lucky to have you presenting at the Early Childhood Education Conference. And the title of your presentation was, It is Time to Start Your Own Preschool examining the process and decisions required for su- for a successful business. So, Anita, can you tell us what made you want to open up your own preschool?
2: Well, as I was growing up as a young child, my mother uh, was teaching elementary school and I saw a lot of the frustrations that she went through with, principals in, in trying to teach from an early childhood perspective. And uh, one year she had 32 first graders in one class and she finally told her principal if he gave her one more student, it would, the desk would have to go in the hall because she couldn't get through the, the rows of, of children in her classroom. And so she was very frustrated. And so I guess that kind of instilled in me a desire to be my own boss and make my own decisions about what I wanted to teach.
0: I love that. I think that we all get to that point at some time in our career. What does someone need to think about before they open up their own preschool? So I think the first most important uh, decision you
2: need to make is what kind of school do you want to have? What ages are you going to have? Do you want a Montessori school? Do you want to purchase uh, some kind of a franchise or or just really what kind of school you want to have? And that, I think that's the most important thing. And then the next one is the timing of when you're going to open it. Because uh, I know uh, recently a family member decided they were going to open a preschool and, and they, they knew that school started in the fall. And so they aimed at opening their school in the fall, not realizing that most parents uh, back in the spring enrolled their children in the program where they were gonna send them. And by fall, they'd already made those decisions.
1: Yeah, it's really great. You do have to kind of be in the moment thinker, but I'm sure there was also a level or is a level of planning that goes into, you know, opening a preschool. Can you speak to a little bit about the planning elements that you, you know, were involved in?
2: Um, Yes. Location is very important. So once you decide you want to do a school and what kind of school you're going to have, then you need to look at where. You know. You need to investigate and be sure that there's a need for a school like what you want to have. But then you also uh, look at where the city would let you have a school. Maybe there's a school you could purchase and make it your own. Or uh, are you going to build a building? Are you going to buy land? Uh, so all that's important. And then you have to think about um, your staff. What, who are you going to hire and what training are they going to be required to have? And then how are you going to equip your school? Uh, where are you going to get your your equipment? Uh, a lot of mine I got through garage sales and thrift stores. Uh, I bought good tables and chairs and, and the bookshelves and dividers. But a lot of my toys and games were either things I made or things that I purchased used. Um, And then you've got to figure out your financing, you know, how are you going to do all of this and how are you going to pay your staff? And and then what are you going to need to charge to be able to pay your loan uh, at the bank or your rent or whatever it's going to cost you? So there's a lot of decisions to be made.
1: I I think that you bring up a good point about when you're thinking about the decisions, you really want to consider your own philosophy and thoughts and beliefs, but I'm sure you also um, reached out to some, you know, resources to help you in, making these decisions. Can you talk a little bit about the resources that you consulted?
2: Sure. Um, Of course, at the time that I started my school, um, that was back in the early 70s. And in Edmond, our town where I live, was was about a town of 50,000 people. And at that time, the only developmental preschool that there was in town was the laboratory school at the university that my mother, uh, at that time, was the director of. And so I knew that I wanted a similar school to what she had, uh, and I had it as a good role model. Um, I went to Oklahoma City and visited a a preschool, Montessori school, that had a, a design that I thought I wanted to have uh, when we built our build first building, I designed the building after that program because it was an open classroom center-based uh, program, and so I looked at their building and how it was working. I observed there. Uh, I didn't I didn't want to do Montessori, but I wanted to do the open classroom type setup that Montessori had, and so I designed the school after that. There were some uh, uh, Claire Cherry uh, has a book on. Uh, Uh, that has a lot of forms for daycare and preschool. And um, it was very helpful in in setting up the different forms that I had. Of course, back then that was pre-computer. So I did all of my bookkeeping by hand, my enrollment all by hand. Uh, We got computers about the mid 80s, so about 10 years into having the school. So, um, so, so those, those kind of resources were important. Also, the uh, financial resources, I had, I hired a bookkeeper, actually, she had children that came to my school, and so I was able to get her uh, just by letting her children come free, and so she helped me with the bookkeeping, and, um, and then uh, having a good accountant to do your taxes and all those things. Uh, I wish that in my training, when I was studying early childhood, there was no business classes required. And so uh, I was fortunate to have a father who taught business at the university. And so he could help me uh, with uh, the hiring, uh, trying to set up what was I going to ask in the interviews and that kind of thing. But I, I had to learn a lot of that just as I went along.
1: You bring up so many great points, um, Anita administrators and leaders and those who start preschools have so many different caps and hats to wear from building a budget to, um, you know, writing grants for using safety features and credentialing with their hiring and firing and marketing and, and even, you know, right down to the menus they design every day. There are so many caps and hats. Do you have any tips for our educators who really want to build their own preschool, but also have never managed those roles and caps and hats?
2: Um, I I would say conferences, people you can talk to. uh, Most schools. you know, will let you come in and visit. I I was fortunate to have preschool-aged children during a lot of those years. So I I could go in and look at preschools. I didn't have to tell them that I wasn't really looking to enroll my child. And Mm -hmm. I could look around and and see what their programs were like. Uh, And we were always open to letting people come to our school too. And I'm sure they were doing the same thing. Um, But that's important. And then talking to people who've had experience. uh, I know uh, there was a lady in Tulsa that had some very successful preschool uh, program, a uh, very successful preschool program, and had a, several different locations. And as I was going through those early years, uh, I would always seek her her workshops out when I went to conferences because uh, I knew she was doing it well, and I wanted to learn from her. So that's important. Um, And then having having those business resources uh, or taking classes. I know uh, our local uh, VOTech has classes on entrepreneurship, and uh, I'm sure those would be would have been very helpful in starting my own business and all the different things to think about. And then you want to look at your state guidelines, too, of course, because they're going to have requirements. And if you're going to want to get funding through the federal government or through your state, then you want to be sure that you're going to meet all of those requirements.
1: Yeah. You know, one thing I've learned for you over the years, right from your play poem that you shared with us to this today, is that you have never stopped growing and learning. And I think that's important for all of our educators to just really understand and you know and become you know accustomed to i mean we are really truly learning every day so anita today if you were to close your eyes and just walk us through that classroom that you would see you know what do we see As, as, as a high quality preschool today what are we seeing in your classroom
2: Uh, You're seeing lots of visual stimulation, a lot of colors, a lot of uh, hands-on equipment, good quality uh, equipment. Um, I spent my money early on things that I knew would last, uh, Mm -hmm. large wooden climbers, large wooden blocks, and they're expensive. But they lasted for 25 years, and I ended up selling them for almost what I paid for them when I closed my school. So they're worth the, the investment. You can get a lot of things cheaper, you know, you can buy used books, you can buy used other things, but having those quality pieces, uh, that's what you're going to look for in a setting, you're going to want to look for books down accessible to children, you're going to want to look for lots and lots of smiles, you don't want it too quiet because children are not quiet and so if there be if everything is very quiet you know that there's a lot of controls being put on children and their learning and i think that learning is noisy and it's messy and so you want you want to see art areas that have lots of uh, things that are messy you want to see uh teachers that seem to be enjoying their time with the children and the way they talk to children the way they listen to children they get down on their level um Those are the kinds of things you want to see when you go observe somewhere.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love it. You you spoke to so many points that we have um, in our environments, but then also what we are creating through our own movements and just interactions with the children and what we want to convey. Anita, thank you so much. There are some takeaways that you have for our audience, specifically three takeaways that really kind of summarize your ECE presentation in our chat here today. So what are those three takeaways for our listeners?
2: (laughs) As I said before, I think timing is very important. Is there a need and how long is it going to take you to to get all of your ducks in a row and be be ready to advertise and open your school? And so that's very important. Another thing is is the resources is what what resources do you need? What do you have? What experience do you have? What training do you have? And then what do you need? And so going out to find those pieces that you are lacking that that you need. And then finally, um, I just would like to motivate you to. you know, follow your dream. If it's always been your dream uh, to have your own school. I told people when I was a senior in high school that I wanted to have my own preschool. So I was 17 years old then. And but it happened by the time I was 21. So it it can happen. And you can make it happen. And if that's your dream, I just encourage you to go for it.
1: Okay, listeners, that is your challenge. If you think that there is a need for a new school, Miss Anita challenges you to go forth. Miss Anita, the time with you is always amazing. Um, You continue to be a learner in so many facets and we just thank you for taking the time today to lead us through this. Okay, Please join the education conference and view Anita's entire presentation and continue to subscribe and join us next week. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you.